at the right time. BYU basketball making moves in the bracket matrix. Win to get in. The Cougars riding high after a big week, ending in a 30-point outburst from Matt Carlino. He'll join us to talk about what has changed for the better. Plus, BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler on BYU's rapid improvement. And Cougars at the NFL Combine. What's the latest on draft day dreams for BYU football stars? Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Monday, February 24th, bring it on! BYU Sports Nation back to work. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with our guru of gab, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, glad to have you with us. Show starters, BYU basketball rolling. New bracketology out on ESPN.com, and the Cougars are in, and not it's, it's not really that close. This might be the best place they've been in since an early win over Stanford. Oh, it's close. <laughs> they're barely in, brother. Whatever. But they're in! <laughs> they're, but they're in right now. They, they are in over four other teams. They're in over four, four other teams behind BYU that are in the tournament. Two weeks to go, baby. Keep it going. When to get in. Kim Beeston. BYU women's basketball, and I bring this up because the BYU Sports Nation karma is legit. We had Kim Beeson on last week. On Friday. She goes for a record nine three-pointers against Loyola Marymount on Saturday. Ties the school record, Aaron Thorne, who is probably uh, the best professional player BYU's had in the WNBA. Nine threes after being on the show Friday. (laughs) The karma strikes again. I love it. We we had a, we had a few people tweeting in saying this is this is unbelievable. Someone uh, tweeting at us saying four for four through the first seven or seven. I have Jim Davis is his name, and then after the game he said this is at aerobic gym. Kim Beeson finished nine of eleven. The karma strikes again. I was not surprised that okay nine's a lot. I was surprised by nine, but the fact that she had a great game it happens. This is a regular occurrence. Only to be followed up by Matthew Mario Carlino's eight three-pointers against Portland later that night. That tied a record inside the Marriott Center. We will be joined by Matt Carlino in about 18 minutes. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag giving BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say wherever, whenever, and while you're at it, give us your opinion on today's Twitter question. Hashtag this, Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. What's your best hashtag for his 30-point, 8-3-point performance against Portland? I say hashtag Trebien. Hashtag Mario and Fuego. <laughs> hashtag 30-spot. Yeah. Hashtag BYUSN, uh, weigh in on the poll question, or the uh, Twitter question. We'll uh, read some of those later. What is your Hashtag from Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. Keep them coming. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. The show also on demand at BYURadio.org or listen to the Bree broadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout on a Monday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Eight threes and another team win. Collinsworth runs into trouble. Back out to Nate Austin. Skips to Carlino for three. Matt Carlino. And on cue, Blaine, he knocks down his first three. Kicks back out to Matt. He'll try a longer three. And Carlino with six quick points on two three-pointers. But wow. Not if Matt Carlino keeps shooting like that, then. Nine points now on three for three from behind that three-point line for Matt Carlino. Three in a row. Matt Carlino to pay off the steal. Well, he is on fire in this first half. Carlino from 25 feet. That was deep. Carlino, why not? Matt Carlino. Going bonkers in the Marriott Center. So here you go. This goes out. <laughs> Just forget it at this point. Why even guard him now? Matt thinks about a three, then tries it. Matt Carlino! Wow. Another run-out throwdown, and Matt Carlino shows you the explosiveness that he has. I'm giving you one guess as to who we're talking about right now. Go. Matt Montague. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fail. Matt Carlino ties a career high with 30 points, eight three-pointers. The irony of his three-point field goal stat line is is almost poetic. He goes 8-for-13 against Portland after Bobby Sharp goes 8-for-13 from three against BYU in that triple overtime win up in the Northwest. Bobby who? Bobby Sharp had 16 points, by the way, for Portland. So he he went over the uh, seven and a half that yeah. we that we thought he would get. But Good for him. Their 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 leading scorer was out. I mean, their their guard their go to guard was out. So Sharp had to shoot the ball more. They they knew that. Bobby Sharp was busy on Tinder apparently. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. What a game for Matt Carlino. I mean, here here's a guy who earlier in the season is benched, who uh, is kind of bridled a little bit, and uh, maintains his confidence and has a tremendous game. Off the bench. Has BYU ever had a guy do that off the bench? Uh, I can't remember if Mike Rose started those games. He had uh, eight three-pointers, but this brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Tell them what they won, Johnny. Eight. Matt Carlino made eight threes on Saturday. That's tied for the second most in BYU history behind Jimmer's nine at Arizona in 2009. Mike Rose hit eight twice, both in the Marriott Center. So Carlino's eight threes are tied for the most by a BYU player in the Marriott Center. Nicely done. That, that's a special performance. And off the bench. I mean, remember that part. That's He's not starting the game. He plays starter minutes, but he comes off the bench and has 30 in a win. So Jimmer never hit eight three-pointers in the Marriott Center. No. That's crazy. Matt he Carlino did, did something in the Marriott Center that Jimmer Fredette never did. Jimmer Fredette was a better road player than home player. Some of his great, most of his greatest games were on the road. The guy elevated on the road. Carlino goes for 30 for the second time in his career. And the funny part is during the pregame, you asked him, well, let's start, let's start with the postgame. You ask him after, hey, Matt, when, uh, when did you feel like you were in the zone? And he said, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe when I looked at you pointing at me in the pregame. <laughs> So this goes back to the pregame exchange prior to the starting lineups. He's kind of dancing and pointing and that kind of thing, just kind of having fun. And he, he kind of, he's looking in my direction. So I'm thinking he's looking behind me, you know. But then it, he had stared so long that I felt the need to, like, point at myself, like, are you looking at me? And he nods and said, yeah, I'm looking at you. I was like, all right, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> he's like 40 feet away, you know. You better believe we're going to bring that up when we talk to him in about 12 minutes. Yeah. That that will be discussed that, today. That's when BYU Sports Nation karma happened. It, the eye contact. Normally, normally it's you come on the show, all of a sudden it was like, and then eight threes later, boom. <laughs> the lightning bolt transfer <laughs> from Jerem to Matt Carlino. Listen, we have something uh, powerful here that we need to figure out how to use effectively. You know, hey, you know what? When he when he does a two-handed throwdown dunk on the break, you know Matt Carlino was feeling good. He He pumped up his shoes before the game. It was good. I mean, that, that really surprised me. I'm like, oh, he might dunk it, but then he... What, what was more surprising, that he had eight threes or that he dunked? Eight threes, you're right. Yeah, eight three-pointers. Uh, another unique win. As good as Matt was, Tyler Haas scores 15. Kyle Collinsworth, a contributor for sure, a stat stuffer, yes, but he didn't need to, he didn't need to go off for 17 or 18. Yes. BYU's winning in unique ways. This, this is good. This is really good. BYU's not dependent on a single style of win. Anson Winder scores 19 he's a game a, after he goes for 17. He's a starter the rest of the year. The rest of the year. How incredible has his performance been in his two starts? Well, he started, yeah, the last two starts, he's been solid. He started two games against Mount St. Mary's, Colorado Mesa, filled Tyler Haas' shoes, did a nice job, had 20-plus one of those games. But the last two games, he's been really good for BYU. It's a good thing that Tyler Hawes doesn't have to go 24-plus for BYU to win. That's a lot to rely on a guy. I don't think there's any burnout factor with him, but the fact that Matt Carlino can come in and score 30, Anson Winder can go into the game. How many did he finish up with? 19. Yeah, I mean, 17 and then 49 19. 49 from those guys, those two guys. They combined to lead BYU as a twosome on Thursday and Saturday. Not Collinsworth and Hawes, but Winder... And Carlino. This is good because Collinsworth and Haas can be there if you need them. This was a unique and team they will win. Be there. And, and, and the second in the same week. They did it against Gonzaga. They did it against Portland. And wouldn't you know it, BYU back in the bracket discussion again. Topic two. Bubble yum. And Carlino inside to Eric Mika. Nice spin move on the baseline. Reverse dunk by Mika. 
That's big time. The footwork, the spin, and the jam. The freshman looking really nice there on the post move. Eric Mika also had another solid performance against Portland. He was great against Gonzaga. Just another part of that team effort to get BYU back in the NCAA tournament discussion. And I know they've been on the bubble, but according to Joe Lunardi of ESPN, the Cougars are in and they don't have a play-in game. They, they are in better position in the tournament than four other teams. So BYU, the fifth-to-last team in as an 11 seed, taking on Ohio State. The Ohio State. Now that's the, the uh, he's not a BYU homer, let's just call him that for the sake of the, the BYU homer, right, in the brackets, Joe Lenardi. Jerry Palm has started to embrace BYU, saying, okay, they're kind of on the bubble, but they're not in the first five out or anything like that. So a website that I really like is bracketmatrix.com. Bracketmatrix. Bracketmatrix.com. It it combines 82 different brackets, including Lenardi, <laughs> Jerry Palm, and ev- just about everybody so else on the internet. So it takes everybody in. It combines them and then averages what each team's seed would be if they're in. So what is BYU in this? This is basically what everyone combined is saying. 12 seed. BYU's a 12 seed. They're barely in. But they're in, in all the combined brackets, as of right now. This is very surprising to me. Yeah, it is surprising this, to you. Earlier this Not morning. Not to me. Earlier this morning. Well, you've leaned on Lenardi, and he's the guy, and he's saying BYU's in. How, how I've big leaned a on myself and my own knowledge, Jerem. Lenardi's helped. <laughs> Come on, man. So BYU's in, which is great news because BYU's peaking right now. BYU's playing really good basketball. BYU looks like an NCAA tournament team the last two games. Can they maintain it? Can they go to San Diego and beat San Diego? Gonzaga lost at San Diego. So did St. Mary's. On Saturday. So that's a, that ends up being a tough game. The only game that BYU has this week, which is good news, uh, so that BYU can prepare for that game. That's always a tough game. But in terms of how BYU's playing and where they fit in the big picture, right now it's pretty good. It's pretty good. If the tournament started today, Bracket Matrix, which combines 82 brackets, as Jerem just told us, has BYU in as a 12 seed, which I am 120% okay with. Just get in the tournament. <laughs> Just get in. I don't Just care how. Just get in. Just get in, baby. I don't care dance. if you're a 16 seed. Make the tournament. You're in the dance. You have, you've accomplished a huge team goal. The other yes. team goal that BYU had was to win a regular season West Coast Conference championship. We'll delve into this later in the week, but... Still possible. It's st- unbelievably, it is still mathematically possible that BYU can have at least a share of the West Coast Conference regular season title. Gonzaga plays at Pacific and at St. Mary's. If they lose both and BYU beats Sa- San Diego, tie for the conference title. So let me ask you, Jerem, are you still of the opinion that BYU has to win the West Coast Conference tournament to feel secure? I don't feel as strongly about that at this point. Because of the momentum that BYU's built. Now, when I said that BYU's at-large chances were over, that was the opposite of this. This was after a loss at Pacific where it's like, it's over, baby. Too many bad losses. Now, at Hurst Dwight says the following. A few upset conference tourney winners could burst BYU's NCAA bubble. Only safe path is WCC auto bid. Hashtag win out. I feel that way as, w- as well, pretty strongly, that... The only way that you're going to feel safe on Selection Sunday is auto bid because at large it's going to be barely if BYU gets it. Okay, I'm, I'm getting two, I'm getting two different feelings here. Do you, you say that you're you're more confident in BYU's at large chances, but you still feel that the the only secure path is to win the conference tournament? Yes, is that correct? More yeah, more confident doesn't mean that I am confident. Okay, like five like percent to ten or fifteen percent. So you would you would lean towards it's still not li- Jerry it's not Palm. Likely. Jerry Palm. I, I think BYU's somewhere between Lenardi and Palm. Like, Lenardi has them clear, like they're the fifth team in or whatever. BYU's like the first team in or the first team out to me. Like, they're right on the fringe. So if they win three more games, they win at San Diego, and then they win two games in the West Coast Conference tournaments, they get to 23 wins, which I have been plugging for weeks you now. You have to p- play a competitive if game you, with Gonzaga, and then even then. 23 wins, I feel like BYU's in the tournament as an at-large. It depends on... And, at Hurst Dwight is right. It's not about what BYU does per se. It's that plus the teams around BYU. What if what if 
some teams that uh, shouldn't get auto bids end up getting auto bids. BYU is not the last team in in all of the brackets. If they keep winning, they won't be the la- they won't be that team on the cut line. So that if one or two bubble teams loses or some other random team sneaks in, I don't think BYU is going to be in a position where they're the team that gets cut out. There are enough Bracket- teams behind them that I feel like those would be the teams that get cut out. BYU well, has hope. has done yeah. enough, and if they continue to win, they will put themselves in a position to buffer what. Inevitably happens every year. There are always one or two teams that get in. They're like, really? Like when Georgia won the SEC tournament four or five years ago. Yeah, that wouldn't be good for BYU stuff. No, like that. that'd be terrible. BYU's the second to last team in in bracket matrix. That's how close the margin is. So if they keep winning, I feel like they'll be fourth or fifth on that list in the bracket matrix. Not just Lenardi, where they're not just a, a, a buy team. Uh, sorry, they are. They are a buy team. They're not one of the last four in. I feel like there'll they'll be more of that in the bracket matrix if they keep winning. Three more wins, and I think BYU is in the NCAA tournament. Topic three. Cougars on display. Third down. Bowser again beats his man. Hill throws to a wide-open Hoffman. And Cody Hoffman is inside the 25. Cody Hoffman at the NFL Combine. He participated in his drill set yesterday, ran the 40 Bench press 225 pounds, vertical leap, shuttle drill, all of that stuff. Hoffman's numbers, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that they were bad, but I, I feel like they were just kind of expected. He didn't, he didn't impress anybody. I don't, I don't think he, yeah, he, he screamed, hey, draft me. But here's my thought on the NFL draft combine. Players and teams that have already made, have already linked up, Sorry, let me rephrase this. Teams that are interested in a player because of what they've done during the season are still going to be interested in Cody Hoffman. Like, he's still talking to teams. There are teams that still like him because of his body of work in college. The draft combine is a chance Attention to impress other teams that maybe aren't looking at you. And so, I don't or think... Or reinforce I what the teams that like you like about you. Oh, yeah, he. we're comparing this receiver and this receiver, and we like Hoffman because of what we're seeing. It's a chance to... Separate yourself. That's yeah. right. Yes, negatively I, or positively. I don't feel like Cody Hoffman hurt his chances. I feel like didn't the teams him. that are interested in him are still interested in him, but he didn't He didn't go out and grab any other teams. That's yeah. just a personal feeling. The NFL Draft Combine is an opportunity to get publicity from teams that may have not been paying attention to you. Right. And Kyle Van Noy, I don't think he betters his stock at all during the Combine. He had a fantastic career, and he is what he is. And if he runs a, a good... A uh, 60-yard shuttle or a 20-yard shuttle or three hundred. Okay, cool. D- can Johnny Manziel play football? Can he play football? Is he a good player? Yes. Then I don't care what he runs in the 40. What did Joe Montana run in the 40? What did he do in the 60-yard shuttle? What did Jerry Rice do in the, in the uh, let's see, the broad jump? Who cares? Some of it's fun because it's football and it's February. Some, Bottom line. Some quick numbers for you. Cody Hoffman runs a 4.65 in the 40. 13 reps at 225 pounds on the bench press. Nine foot, uh, I believe that's a broad jump. Is that right? Yes, broad a- jump. And a 35 and a half inch vertical, which is not bad. I mean, he's, he's a tall, big physical receiver. He had an interview with the Lions scheduled, uh, I believe, today or last night. Uh, and that's a team that likes big physical receivers. Just see Calvin Johnson. So Cody Hoffman at the NFL Draft Combine, Van Noy, Manu Maleuna, Unga, and Sorensen all still either going today or Sor- I believe Sorensen will go tomorrow. tomorrow. You can go to uh, NFL.com. They have uh, NFL Combine stuff. You can look up everyone's times and uh, bench press and broad jump and all that. Kind of fun to follow. Uh, doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but yeah, football in February, baby. Something else. I don't know discuss. where Cody Hoffman's going to be <laughs> playing football, if he's going to be playing football. He'll I would, be in the league. I would imagine he's going to be in the league he'll somewhere the league. with some team, but I do know what he'll be doing in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 185. 185 he, days. Down as well. Of course he is. BYU in Connecticut from the rent in East Hartford, Connecticut. All of 185 days away. You remember when we were at 260-something? Yeah. How fast did that go? It's going quick. (laughs) It's going quick, baby. Hashtag this. Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. Let's get a few tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At sports underscore blue. Hashtag disprove the doubters. Could not agree more. 
Carlino's gone through a lot of trash this year. He has been downtrodden and uh, perhaps underperformed. He's gone through some some confidence shaking. But now, when he's been coming off the bench, he has been a new, re-energized player. Matt Carlino can absolutely play. At TashaLynn19, hashtag Bobby Sharp Revenge. Yeah, 8 for 13 eight for, for the three-point line. Three. It is poetic. Bobby Sharp needed triple overtime to get 8. And Tinder. Mario only needed 40 regular uh, regulation minutes. Take that. What was it like for Matt Carlino when he made eye contact with Jerem pregame? Find out next when Matthew Mario Carlino joins us on BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars 185 days away from Connecticut and their season opener. My spidey senses we will have tell me we will have a BYU football schedule released very soon. I'm hoping anyway. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Studio 2. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag this. Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. You have any other hashtags, Jerem? No. Okay. We'll get to some of those later. I'll give you some time to think about yeah, that. Yeah. I love your honesty and your and your uh, clarity right hashtag there. Hashtag boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> I knew you had something. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. Or hashtag boom that? shakalaka. That, that's in your wheelhouse, that's huh? That's right. Okay. Matt Carlino joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Glad to have the star of Saturday night's game on with us. Matt, how was your weekend after going off for eight three-pointers on Saturday night? Um, it was pretty good. I mean, it was good to get a win, and then we got to, you know, get one more to end this regular season on the right note. How fun has it been to emerge, I guess, later in the season? There's been some games uh, that you've contributed more with the pass than the shot, but then some nights the shot gets going like Saturday. Yeah, um, it was good. It was good to knock down some shots. For any shooter, it's good to see that many go in the hole. So uh, just build on that and uh, just do whatever I have to do to help our team win. Matt Carlino on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Matt, you you've, you focused a lot on the word fun on Saturday night. You said that more than a few times. What is it that's happening in your game and with this team that's allowing you to have more fun? Uh, I think it's just a mindset. Um Realizing that's the end of the year and uh, you don't get that many games or, I mean, you pretty much control how many games you guys do get. So I just cherish in every moment having as much fun as possible because with this group, it's going to be the last time you get to play with this group. So uh, just having as much fun as possible. That's, uh, I mean, my biggest emphasis, I think the team's really bringing on that persona as well. Matt Carlino joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Matt how how good do you feel about the way that the team is playing right now the last couple of games as you look like you're peaking at the back end of the season? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all feel good. I think, uh, you know, you never want to be completely satisfied with the way you're playing. But, I mean, yeah, we're playing really well right now. Uh, we just want to keep building on everything we're doing so we can even keep just getting better uh, to finish the season now. Okay, man, I think it's safe to say you were in the zone against Portland. Uh, I've never enjoyed an experience like that. How big was the basket uh, looking on Saturday night? <laughs> it was pretty big. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, it was fun, like, I, like I've said a million times, I guess. But uh, it's just, when you're in the zone like that, it's, uh, it's just special. Uh, some players never get to experience it, and the ones that do, it's just, uh, you got to cherish it. Those, uh, those moments and make the most out of them, too, and keep shooting it. Matt Carlino is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Matt, we've joked about calling you Mario throughout the year. Do you have a preference? Would you Do you mind if we call you Mario? <laughs> no, I actually didn't know that, but I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, I talked to my papa, who his name is Mario, uh, uh, last night, and he was, uh, he was loving it. So, no, I, I, I thought it would be great. That's funny. And I played uh, Mario Kart last night, and I was Mario, so that worked out uh, well. Four of the last five games, you guys have – I thought that the, the defense has played well. You give up 63 against San Francisco, 57 St. Mary's, 65 Gonzaga, and then 72 against Portland. What's been different defensively? 
Uh, just really emphasizing on it, really emphasizing on guarding the three-point line because in our league that's so huge. Uh, every team can shoot threes. So uh, I think that's the biggest deal. Anson Winder has come in. He goes for 17 in a win against Gonzaga, scores 19 against Portland. What has Anson been able to do that has brought a, a new level of energy to BYU's basketball? You know, I mean, I think that his defense has been huge. I mean, he's one of our best defenders. Uh, so, I mean, although you see the points, I think his defensive presence out there has really uh, helped us uh, in the games because it's given us uh, a really aggression on both ends, which uh, I think that's what you're seeing out of us lately. Uh, so, you know, he, you know, I expect that out of Anson. Uh, I've been playing with him for a while now. So, I mean, I know he's a good player, and it's just good that he's good to, Got to get out on the floor and show it. Matt Carlino is on BYU Sports Nation, fresh off of a 30-point performance against Portland on Saturday. We talked earlier in the season, Matt, about celebrations. One you mentioned from, I believe, Wedding Crashers, uh, where you kind of put your hands up in the air and shook them to the side. You did that earlier in the year. Why did we not see one of those similar celebrations during Saturday's game? Uh, I think it was because I was in the zone. I wasn't really focused on my celebration. <laughs> uh, That's which fair. Is probably a good thing. Uh, I don't know. I thought. Uh, it, I don't know. Uh, I'll try to give you something next time. If you had a redo and you could celebrate, maybe after that eighth, what would you do? Uh, shoot, I don't know. Uh, Kyle Shilton told me to do the blow out the candle for you. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have said that because I wanted to use that one. But. Hey, hey, use it. It's use okay. It. When we yeah. see it, we, it will make it that much better. Like, oh, that's what he's Saturday talking about. Saturday against San Diego, you hit a three, boom. Okay, I'll okay. do it. Okay, so there's a, a moment in the pregame when uh, you're you're getting ready, you're you're dancing around, getting amped up, and, and you look at Jeremy on press row, and and then he asked you after the game when you when you felt like you were in the zone, you said, well, maybe maybe when I when I saw you during during pregame, uh, can can we make this like a, a a usual thing? I don't know, if Jeremy like gives you a call or something before the game just to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we can. Uh, yeah, I was just messing around with them. Uh, <laughs> It felt like that girl in high school that you're ta- or that's like talking to you, and you're like, "Who me?" Like I was just messing around. With yeah, you're. Like, you, are you talking to me? I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm talking to you." Yeah, you're. Sta- you're kind of dancing, and you're you're looking at the crowd. Well, I thought you were looking at a friend or family member behind me, and like me. I felt so awkward pointing at myself. Me, and you nod your head. Yeah. <laughs> right then, I thought, "Yeah, eight threes, sweet, okay." <laughs> Hey, hey, Matt, congratulations on a great 30-point performance. I know you got a week to think about San Diego. They just beat Gonzaga. How does this team continue to, to ride the wave of emotion in a positive direction? Um, you know, we just got to, you know, keep having fun, just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, I think not thinking about the situation too much will help us out a lot, especially as a young group. Uh, if you really think, like, that there's pressure because it's the end of the season, then it's uh, it's probably going to hurt you. But if you just feel like having fun and playing with your guys, I think that'll help us a lot. As a team on the bubble, Matt, uh, how much positive pressure do you feel to continue winning to get into the NCAA tournament? <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, like I said, we feel good. Uh, we just want to, you know, keep uh, having fun you know, keep playing well and keep winning because then I think that's all that matters because then we keep playing. We keep winning, we keep playing. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing. Do you feel right now, since you guys are playing so well, that you're going to go into Vegas with enough confidence to uh, go in and win that tournament? Uh, I mean, I think it's a possibility. I think we beat every team in the league, so I don't see why we can't win it. Uh, My expectation for our team is to go in there and win that tournament. But, uh, you know, uh, we have to play well, we have to have fun, and, you know, we just got to go do it. Uh, I think it'll be good for this young group to go in there and do that. Matt, uh, yeah. Matthew Mario Carlino on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Are you an NCAA tournament team right now? Uh, I believe so. I think, 
I mean, I think we have some quality wins, and, you know, we are uh, getting better, so I think we should be in there. The NFL Combine is going on right now. What uh, They're running the 40. They're benching 225. I would like to know what you think your numbers would be at the uh, 40 oh, and, and the 225 bench. <laughs> Shoot, I don't know. Probably, uh, probably not that great. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't get drafted. <laughs> This just in, Matt Carlino does not think he would get drafted in the NFL. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> hey, Matt, thanks for the time. Congratulations again on a great performance on Saturday night and uh, on peaking right now. Keep it rolling. All right. Thank you, guys. Hashtag this. Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. Back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Laser Sheep. Hashtag you can't say bomb in Provo. Hashtag air traffic controller Carlino outflew the pilots. Well played. At CVD. Well, it's not that kind of pilot, remember? Oh, that's true. It's not It's not an airplane pilot. Yeah. It's uh, boat like boats. Uh, at CVD 6262. Hashtag haters be silenced in reference to the brackets. At- haters be silenced. Is, it, is that at me? Am I a hater? Are, I don't know. Are you a hater? I'm, why would I be a hater? I work for BYU. <laughs> I went to BYU. Stop it. There's a difference between me, a hater and a realist and someone that... Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to see the other side of it. And after BYU lost to Pacific, I felt strongly that that's that it was over. Look, if there was somebody that... Based an, on how BYU was playing at the time. there's somebody that had an changed. argument that you BYU were a changed. hater, it would be me. Because you oppose me more often than not. <laughs> And I don't think you're a hater. A hater on you? <laughs> I do not hate on you. But I don't, you. I don't think you're a hater. I think you're a lover. That's great. <laughs> Jeremy just got super weird. I don't even... Yeah, this come on, get, dude. Workaholics, this just got come weird on, fast. Come on, Let's dude. Let's get weird. At Kimber Power, I love BYU Sports Nation's interviews. They get the fun side of the players. I have never heard Maddie so animated in an interview. How about that? He, I thought, let's I thought be Matt was great today. Let's be honest. He's one of the harder guys to kind of crack open, but he's really fun when you actually talk to him and talk about things that he enjoys. When we talked to him earlier in the season after a game and we started talking about wedding crashers, oh, my gosh, it, was it just opened up. Yeah. Matt's a great kid. He is. Great he's personality. Fun. He like, And he said he, he's having a fun time. He likes to have fun on the basketball he court. He has fun no matter what. Like he, You can see when he's frustrated, but it's, it's good. When he's confident like that, when he – when he's in Mario Kart and he gets the star, he gets eight threes and a dunk, 30 points. That's good. So That's against, really good against Gonzaga, he had the golden mushroom. He did. Where he was just like bursting forward. <laughs> he had 15 point I love performance. the golden mushroom. <laughs> Some football news and True Blue is where you're going to get it. That's right. Tonight on uh, True Blue, 830 Eastern, Tom Homo is in studio to announce the 2014 Football schedule. The, uh, official, yeah. the official release is tonight at 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. So we will know if our countdown to Connecticut is is exact. That's right. We, it will be confirmed tonight. That's right. And Tom Homo will join us on the show tomorrow to break it down even more. So gonna, football schedule release tonight, True Blue, 8.30 Eastern. We're going to bring it. We will announce it. Do not miss True Blue. Uh, oh, by the way, I uh, Dave McCann is still gone, so I... Am apparently doing that schedule show. You are okay. Where do I need to be, Jerem? You need to be at Studio B <laughs> tonight. I will be there. Would not miss it. Love the hashtags that are coming in for Matt Carlino's performance at BYUSN at BYU Sports Nation. Please keep the responses coming. Hashtag Matt Carlino's performance. The Cougars in the middle of a win streak, yet firmly on the bubble. But which side of the bubble? According to BYU TV analyst and college basketball expert Blaine Fowler, we'll ask him next. Carlino, why not? Matt Carlino. Going bonkers in the Marriott Center. He's just flat out of his mind right now. That, that was a shot with a guy in his face. You can't contest a three any better than that was contested and knocks it down. Blaine Fowler will join us in just a few minutes, the color commentator from Saturday night's game, BYU in Portland. You got a first-hand look at how awesome Matt Carlino was. Going bonkers! Did you have fun calling that game? That was awesome. I saw something that rarely happens in the Marriott Center. 
I got paid to do that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hey, tonight on True Blue at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo will be in studio to release officially the 2014 football schedule. Catch it on BYU TV and BYU Radio. True Blue is tonight, 8.30 Eastern with Spencer Linton. Yes. We'll break it down. Glad to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. Live on BYU Radio, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Resetting some of the top stories very quickly. The bracket matrix is, uh, matrix is out. If you're not familiar with the bracket matrix, 82 different brackets nationwide are combined, and they use the combined forces to predict who gets in and who's left out. Right now, BYU, after the streak they've been on, are the second-to-last team in according to all of those brackets. A perfect way to bring in Blaine Fowler, BYU TV analyst and college basketball expert. Blaine, in your own personal bracket matrix, is this team in if the tournament started today? Yeah, they're in right now based on what they've done in the last two weeks. And and uh, I think that they fell off of everybody's bubble with a bad loss on the road. But, but I think they get back with a win over Gonzaga, a win over St. Mary's, and a convincing win over Portland. Um, here, here's the problem, though. We talk about that's like today. They still have to go beat San Diego um, on the weekend. If they lose, they're off again. And so, in my opinion, it hasn't changed. Um, They have to win until they get to the tournament finals. I believe if they get to the tournament finals, they go in as that two seed, and they lose to the Zags in that tournament final, then I believe that in that large bid. I I think they're still in good shape. But if they lose um, this week or if they lose a first-round game, in, in the WCC tournament, then that's a problem. That, that could take them right off of that bubble. Um, they might be able to survive depending on what happens in other conferences. You know, if there's not a lot of upsets in other conferences, they might be okay if they were losing the semis if they win to that point. But I think to be solidly in there, they need to win, and the next time that they can lose a basketball game and be solidly in would be a tournament championship game against the Zags. Blaine Fowler is on BYU Sports Nation. We talked a while back about what BYU needed to do in the back nine of WCC play to put itself in a good position to try and get into the NCAA tournament. They're seven and one at this point. You said that BYU needed to go at least eight and one. Now San Diego is Saturday. What has BYU done to turn around the back nine? Well, I'll tell you, I have been so impressed with Dave Rose, maybe more than any time that I've watched him in his time at BYU. And the reason is to make lineup changes this late in the season is pretty bold. I mean, you have to be a confident coach to do that, and you have to have a pretty strong feeling about what those results are going to be. And he, his willingness to do that tells a lot about him and, and the, the confidence that he has as a coach and how well he knows this team. So, first of all, they start to bring Matt Carlino off the bench, which is a brilliant move. He, he's just been in more under control um, just his game has been terrific, and what people forget about it is it's not just him coming in under control, but he comes in, and either right when he comes in or shortly thereafter, the other team's starting guards go down for their rest, and now he's playing against backup guys and he's dominating them. And then he's getting quality minutes. He paid 27 the other night. Then the move to start bringing Mika off the bench in, in this last little stretch I think was brilliant. I mean, I, who thought of that? obviously Dave Rose, but none of us did. And, you know, what I love is that officials early in games, you see them trying to establish the game. And and they'll say, oh, no, we called the same all game long. Baloney. They they start calling fouls right off the bat to establish that they're going to call fouls. And Mika just seems to pick up one or two of those early in the game, every single game, and then he plays limited minutes. So to start sharp uh, in a game based on matchups and let Mika sit for a minute, and you, you'll remember, Sharp picked up a couple of fouls. Then in the next game, because of the size and not just the length um, of Portland, but the you know they have bulk inside, he starts Worthington. What happens? Worthington picks up a couple of cheap fouls early. And, and it's made BYU more effective. They're defending better. They're getting out and defending the three. And then the change with Winder. And so Winder, you know, they bring him in to be this defensive stopper, which he does a great job at. They immediately became a better three-point defensive team. But the offense that he brought with his confidence and his ability to attack the rim um, and his his shot-making and his making of free throws, those are all bonuses for what Dave originally put him in the game for. Well, those three moves are just absolutely brilliant, and I feel like it's got them now prepared to go into the WCC tournament 
and then hopefully into the NCAA tournament and have success. Babe Rose has done a great job. Blaine Fowler, national champion at BYU, current BYU TV analyst and college basketball expert, joining BYU Sports Nation. You bring up Anson Winder. He goes for 17 points in winning Gonzaga. That was a team high. Scores 19 on Saturday night. Then you have Carlino against Gonzaga with 15 points and six assists, only two turnovers. He drops a 30 spot on Portland on Saturday night. Which of those two players has been more surprisingly impressive for you, Blaine? Uh, they both they've both been impressive. Although we've come to expect that Carlino can do what what he's doing. So I, I, more surprising, I think, would be Winder, and not with his ability to defend, but but the offensive output that he's had. And it's just this great breath of fresh air for BYU because teams, second time around especially, are coming in and their entire defense is designed to take Tyler Hawes away. And so while they're busy figuring out how to chase Tyler Hawes off of a bazillion screens in a ball game, those two are just going off. And I think it's tremendous because it's making teams have to defend more honestly as we move forward here. And it's huge. It's huge for BYU to get that kind of production. Well, you know, the other thing is BYU struggled to make free throws in games and Winder in these games. The last two games, he's been perfect from the free throw line. I mean, that's something that BYU has really badly needed. They've lost some games this year because their inability to knock down free throws. You need the right people shooting free throws. And he now you can put him on the floor down the stretch and know that, that if they foul him, you've got a guy that can convert. That's big, to have another guy that you're confident in going to, um, where if they double-team Tyler Hawes on the out-of-bounds play, he can get it to Winder and go, okay, well, that's fine. You know, Tyler's the guy you'd want on the free throw line, but – you know, now, now you can go to him, and you can even put Halford on the floor at the end of the game and know that he can make free throws. So, so now you got three guys that are really, really trustworthy when it, when it comes to down-the-stretch basketball making free throws, and that's huge. 16 consecutive free throws for Anson Winder, 14 of 14 in the last two games. He's averaging 18 points in those two games, and uh, I would guess that he's going to start the rest of the season, Blaine. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any question that, that they found the magic bean here. This is this is. It's been tremendous in what he's been able to do. And he's changed. The most important thing is he's changed the way they're defending. I mean, he's, he's out there. He's aggressive. We saw, saw him start off on Bobby Sharp the other night. And what surprised me was his ability to score and have the energy to be effective offensively. When I watched him on the defensive end, and he was extending a lot of energy to chase after Sharp all game long. So credit to his conditioning to be able to do that. Like I said, the offense is bonus stuff. When he's doing both, I mean, he, I mean, he has a huge impact on BYU success. Blaine Fowler is on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, I believe it was two years ago, BYU TV did the game at San Diego. So you've been there and see how San Diego plays. Back then, Anderson and D are freshmen. Uh, what makes it tough uh, about playing at San Diego and the matchups that they present? Well, Anderson actually gives BYU more defensive struggles than D does, and that's because he's one of the quickest players in the West off the dribble. And so BYU's had a hard time staying in front of him. And so he causes rotations defensively, and if you're not really, really on your game and communicating, he gets by whoever's on the ball guarding him. He causes defense to rotate, and then that's when Johnny D comes into play because he penetrates, defense collapses, he kicks it out, and then a wide-open Johnny D knocks down three. That's been their formula. And then they're, they're pretty active inside as well. they got some physical guys in there that play. But I think it's a combination of the off-the-dribble off the penetration that Anderson provides and then the spot jump shooting ability of Johnny. That combination has been a problem. I'm really anxious to see BYU with Anson Winder out there defending to, to see if he can have a major impact. You know, he wasn't healthy last year completely with an ankle problem, missed the beginning of the year, never was in the kind of shape I thought – that he could be in, nor, nor did he have the lateral quickness to defend. But we've always thought that he could be a lockdown defender. Well, he's shown us that he can have a huge impact in the last couple of games. Let's see how he does against the San Diego team, because if BYU can manage dribble penetration, then, then they should win this game going away. Blaine, we need to give you some credit. Not that you need to feel any better about yourself, because we always make you feel good when you come on this show, right? Uh, but yeah. uh, you guys are good for my ego. I think <laughs> all the time, and I feel good about myself. We asked you a while ago, early on, after I believe BYU's opening conference losses against Pepperdine and LMU, 
uh, where, where you thought BYU would finish. It was very early in the season. You said they would finish second. And, and you, I chuckled. And Jerem laughed at you. Well, here we are. BYU wins at San Diego on Saturday, and that assures them a second-place finish. Not only that. Maybe first. But you said that you thought 14-4 and four would probably win the, the conference outright. And guess what? Gonzaga, if they win one of the next two, would finish 14-4. and four. So let's say they lose to St. Mary's after they beat Pacific, and that would win the conference. What are you well, eating? What what are you go? What's going on? What are you eating? Is there something that we need to know? See, it's cinnamon life cereal every morning. Is what does done. Just, he spoke to the oracle. It just, it, just, <laughs> it just keeps you sharp if you just if you just eat cinnamon life every morning and never never change. Then you stay sharp and you can predict the future. That's all I'm saying. It's got to be cinnamon though, because if it's straight life, oh no. That's just no, bad. I, I know. I know that Mikey liked regular life, but I'm not. I don't know what Mikey. I think Mikey was out of his mind. I'm Mikey's me, this Mikey's grown up and life. messed up now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but I'm telling you, if they'd had cinnamon life, he'd be fine today. But but they he ate all that regular life cereal his whole life, and now that's a problem. No one breaks down cereals like BYU Sports Nation. Blaine Fowler <laughs> is on the show. Blaine tonight on True Blue. Uh, Tom Homo will be on to announce the. 2014 schedule you'll give your thoughts on it as well uh we have guys in the combine five guys there uh as well as spring ball coming up so football's back in the mix uh in terms of the combine uh so far cody hoffman's participated uh yesterday ran a i guess a four six five forty. did he hurt hurt or help his stock at the combine in your opinion i i think he's about where he was and, and so when i heard the time i thought okay that's what everybody thought he ran He's not going into the league as a big-time, game-breaking, going to run by a receiver anyhow. His deal is his ability to, to be able to get off of physical defenders and to catch the ball in traffic. He's a big receiver. And so I think he could have helped himself if he'd have gone out and run in the four fives. Um, I don't necessarily think that it hurts him. I think it just confirms what everybody thought. So he's going to have to go to a team that says, you know, we need a big guy that can go out and will catch the ball in traffic, which he can do. So. A lot of the things he does during the rest of the combine, the, um, you know, the ball skills and all those kinds of things are what's going to make it for him. And then, you know, he has a chance to improve that. You, you talk about the combine, it's not the be-all, end-all, because individual teams will come work these guys out as well. And if he can continue to work and maybe run a better time, he may be able to move up. So I, I think that he didn't do himself any good, but I don't think that he dropped because of running that. I think he was what they expected. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. I need you to channel your Twitter wisdom and give Matt Carlino's performance a hashtag last Saturday night. What, do you, what, what word would you give him with a hashtag next to it? Four words. Hashtag? What, just one word? Or can it I can be multiple. You? It can be multiple. Well, because I, I would go hashtag out of his mind. He, he was crazy. It's just like, who shoots like that? He was, he was doing heat checks from 25 feet and knocking them down. So, so he was he was ridiculous. He was out of his mind. He was unconscious. It was really, really fun to watch, wasn't it? Absolutely, it was fantastic. That, that was uh, Blaine and I have had two good games to call. We called the San Francisco game. It was close, great atmosphere, and then watch Matt Carlino go off for a career night. Blaine, great to have you. We'll see you on True Blue later tonight. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Blaine. The Cougars are champions. Find out in which sports in the Cougar Whip Around next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You know what time it is, brother? Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Cody Hoffman's combine included a 4.5340 time. He uh, ended up averaging 4.565. 13 reps at 225, a 9-foot broad jump and a 30 the 35-inch vertical leap, I believe, was yes. Kyle Van Noy's. So, uh, big day today for the Cougars at the Combine. Manu Maliuna, Van Noy, and Unga uh, doing stuff today. Unga not doing anything physically since he's injured. Safety Daniel Sorensen will go tomorrow. Women's basketball. The press release said Beeston's career afternoon fuels win at LMU. It should have read, Beeston capitalizes on BYU Sports Nation karma with a career day exclamation. The BYU women's team wins 91-67. Over LMU, Beeston recorded a career-high 27, nine threes, and how about nine assists? Yeah, nine assists to go with nine huh? threes. Nice. And what we can only imagine is a reference to the BYU Sports Nation karma. Jeff Judkins was quoted after the game. 
tonight. Kim was feeling it. <laughs> the Cougars lo- couldn't hear you, Ben. Softball. There, there we go. go. The Cougars lost 6-5 in extra innings to Oklahoma State on Friday, then beat Fordham, Fordham, 5-2 in the back half of the doubleheader. Baseball. BYU fell to number 19 TCU 10-0 on Friday, then lost to UT San Antonio 7-1. Today, BYU plays Texas Tech at 2 Eastern time in Lubbock. Tennis. BYU lost 5-2 against Utah on Friday. <laughs> Swimming and diving. <laughs> that's, that's my highlight of the show right there. The men's swimming and diving team reclaimed its MPSF title, and the women took third over the weekend. Champions. Senior Haley Campbell won the 200 backstroke to finish her career as a three-time yeah. conference champion. Nice. Jake Taylor completed his sweep in the backstroke events, taking the 200 back on the men's side as well. Gymnastics. The Cougars recorded a 195-375 Friday at the Smithfield House, which was just behind Southern Utah, but a good performance for the ladies. Rugby. BYU back on track as they oh, they handled Montana State 157 to nothing. It was called an unofficial friendly. That's just mean. I don't think there's anything friendly about that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Good grief. 157 to nothing. Today's Rise and Shout, we're going trifecta here. Kim Beeston, Anson Winder, Matt Carlino, all with BYU Sports Nation. It's real. Nine threes for Beeston. Winder goes 17 and then 19 in the last two games. We talked to Winder after Thursday's game. And then Matt Carlino, congratulations. What What a week. A great week for hoops. The men and the women go 4 0. Hashtag this Matt Carlino's performance on Saturday. JSJ35, hashtag Mattitude, hashtag Marriott Matjik. Oh, nice. Oh, woo. Hashtag Matt Car 3 yes. Hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Earlier at CBD6262, in reference to the haters, Twitter, he said he was referencing Mario, Matthew Mario Carlinos. Oh, okay. Haters. Yeah. Okay. He responded after. At Phil McCombs, hashtag Matt-tastic. Mm-hmm. This is good. It took about an hour, but these are really, really good. At Laser Sheep. Yes, nobody breaks down cereal like at BYU Sports Nation. That's a fact. I wonder if Matt had Cinnamon Life before the game. He's going to buy, Laser Sheep said he's going to buy some Cinnamon Life after work. Wait, so you like life? I like life. The it's ra- just fine. The cereal. Yeah, it's more healthy for you, too. I like it. My son loves healthy. it. My wife likes it. Who, what? If you're eating cereal, you're not going for health. Hey, settle down. Uh, one Eat mo- some bran. One more tweet coming in. <laughs> bran this. <laughs> uh, this from at Kid Quasar. I don't even know how to say this word, but I'm going to try and say it. At pulchritudinous. Pulchritudinous? Is that, is that okay? It sounded like you were uh, saying it in some pulchritudinous. <laughs> we will look is that, that up. spell in Harry Potter or something? First person to tweet at us besides Kid Quasar, the meaning of that uh, word will get a shout-out on tomorrow's show. I believe that was well cogitated. I'm not sure, though. Yes. Bracket Matrix, just trying to update it here. BYU is still the second-to-last team in as of now. It's getting exciting with two weeks to go. I mean, 13 days from now, we know BYU, you know, they're in or out. They're in or out. They're in or out. It's exciting. The Cougars, 31 in the RPI. Gonzaga, 28. It's getting close. Thanks to our guests, Matt Carlino, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and oh so much more episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to a jam-packed edition of BYU Sports Nation.